This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, welcome everybody to an Evan Roberts podcast edition. I'm very excited about it. Is WrestleMania season, and one of the things I love about WrestleMania are the main events. So, here's what we're going to do today. I'm going to lay it all out. We're going to try to be organized. It's probably all going to go to hell in a handbag, <laughs> but I'm going to try with organization. I have brought in a man who has done this Evan Roberts podcast with me a few times. I've done his podcast. His name is Dennis Holden. It's Dennis has a podcast, and you can follow him on Twitter at Dennis... Dehab Show. Dehab Show. Right. I'm sorry. Come on. What a, what a monster. But you've done some good podcasts with me. I think we've done some historical uh, wrestling shows. I know we did SummerSlam, mm-hmm. Instant Reaction. And so I, I like your brain when it comes to wrestling history, and I like your commitment, because today we're going to talk about every main event, and by main event we mean last match, in the history of WrestleMania, and I was proud, you went to the WWE Network and watched most of them, if not all of them, in preparation for this edition, and I'm proud of you. The last 96 hours have been a little bit of a blur. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I did it. I skipped about six of them, like ones like WrestleMania 6, WrestleMania 4, ones that we are just like in the the mind's eye. I kind of skipped those, but the ones that I haven't watched in a while, I watched almost every single one. I took a very different philosophy. So starting at WrestleMania 6... I watched all of them either live or within three days of it happening. Before that, I was too young. But when I was a child, my dad would take me to Blockbuster Video, and we rented all of the WrestleMania. So by the time I was 9 or 10, I had already seen WrestleMania 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. And so my attitude was not that I'm lazy and I didn't want to prepare, but I wanted to base my thoughts on all of these main events based on my memories, Mm -hmm. based on how I remember it, because sometimes that's how you get the most genuine view. But I like that you just watched it because we are coming from two different perspectives. I'm giving you that historical, this is what I remember. And a lot of the cases you're saying, yeah, I watched it two days ago, Evan, and you remember that completely (laughs) incorrectly. And listen, I, I started to take notes, and after a while, I'm like, I'm going to stop taking notes because I can't, <laughs> I literally can't do it. But it's interesting, like, what your mind remembers is not always the case, whether it's celebrities that are showing up, whether mm-hmm. it's crowd reactions, whether it's, because I had a whole thing about open air stadiums being not as loud as right. the arenas, but some of those open air shows, those main events are pretty hot. So it depends. It was nice to go back and see what was, what I remembered correctly and what I was a little off about. So here's what we're going to do. There are 34 main events. And again, a main event is the last match of the night. The WWE and before that, the WWF used to call things like, we got six main events. This is a main event. No, no, no. The main event is the last match of the night. And the first time I ever remember them selling us on more than one main event was WrestleMania 8. 
And that was because, and it was obvious, Hulk Hogan needed to be in the main event, even though he wasn't in the title match. So after that, it became more, this guy won the Royal Rumble. He's in the main main event of WrestleMania. Not really. The last match is all we're talking about today. So if you want to hear a breakdown of Diesel Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 11, guess what? It wasn't the freaking main event. (laughs) So we're not talking about it. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say WrestleMania 1. That's how we're going to start it. And I'm going to hit a timer. We don't have to use the full allotment, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to go any more than two minutes on each main event. We can circle back at the end of the 34. We can go back and kind of get to anything we may have missed or some overall thoughts on main events at WrestleMania. Because if we don't put a limit on this thing, we could go five minutes on each main event. Uh, My math isn't good. That could turn out to be like four hours or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Times two, two hours. But yeah, that's a little more more than we want to do and people would want to listen to. Yeah, I don't think anybody's (laughs) listening to two hours of us. But we're lucky to get an hour. So I'm going to say WrestleMania 1. Dennis will get to lead off each main event. Hopefully, he remembers each main event of WrestleMania. You will give your thoughts. I will give my thoughts. And if we're done in under than two minutes, that's great. Okay. But once that hits two minutes, we got to drop what the hell we're talking about and move on to the next. Are you ready? Uh, Let's do it. So let us start off with WrestleMania 1. Rowdy Roddy Piper and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff versus Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. It did not hold up well. Oh, see, I disagree. You think that match held up well? I thought T was better than I thought he was going to be, and the crowd was so much... Wrestling in the 80s was just a different vibe, and it wasn't... It's not high-flying, it's not big spots, but the crowd was so into it, it was fun to watch. Here's the problem, and this is what I thought when I saw it for the first time at age six or seven, because obviously I'm watching WrestleMania, and I say, Daddy, I need to see WrestleMania 1. My first reaction is, how do you not have a title match? Because... In my brain, it has to be a championship match. Now, I understand, but you got the celebrity factor of Mr. T, and you add this other celebrity factors of Billy Martin and Muhammad Ali. I think Muhammad Ali was the referee outside, was he not? Absolutely. Liberace was there. Liberace was there. (laughs) And didn't it end with Bob Orton accidentally hitting Orndorff or Piper when jumping off the top rope with his, you know, fake leg or whatever no, the heck no, no, it no. was. Cast on his wrist. Ca- see? Yep. You have no <laughs> leg drop, no nothing. Cast, one, two, three. That's the, I, that was the other thing that bothered me when I saw it for the first time. I was expecting your typical Hulk up, Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. leg drop, the whole thing. It was a very odd ending to the match. It was 13 and a half minutes, by the way, which is in the modern day of WrestleMania main events is a very short main event. But in the early days, it was actually kind of an average time to main event. Watching pretty much every main event (laughs) over the last couple of days, you don't realize how technical all of these matches are. Like, literally technical uh, affairs. So it was interesting to watch. It was just just energy, uh, some hot tags. It was... You liked it. I liked it. I did. Yeah. Uh, I think I couldn't get past the fact it wasn't a title match. Bang, one minute and 48 seconds. There we go. That's not bad. WrestleMania 2. Your champion Hulk Hogan in a match for the WWF Championship in a steel cage against King Kong Bundy. So this was your typical Hulk Hogan formula in the late 80s. Hogan versus the monster. The monster looks very strong. I remember King Kong Bundy avalanched him at a Saturday night's main Mm -hmm. event. He was so big and so tough. And remember at WrestleMania 1, he beat somebody in nine seconds. I forget who it was. And so he was the monster Hulk Hogan had to slay, and it was just typical and formulatic. And they put it formulatic, if that's the word. 
<laughs> and they put it in a steel cage. And that also was kind of weird because, again, you didn't get the Hulk Hogan leg drop and pin. You had Hogan climbing and leaving the steel cage. Well, you get a leg drop before he leaves the cage. Right, right. Heenan is just a tremendous, which is a whole other piece. King Kong Bundy could go a little bit. But the thing I took away from this rewatching it is the, you know, is the first time I realized that Hulk Hogan was basically a heel the entire time during his entire 80s he run. He acted heel during this he was pretty. He was doing the eye gouges. He's doing the back rake. He's doing all this <laughs> stuff. He's working a heel, but everyone loved him. It was crazy. Yeah, the other thing I remember about this WrestleMania in particular is that, and I don't blame Vince for this because you're trying things early, they had it at three different arenas, Mm -hmm. Nassau Coliseum, Chicago, and then this was in LA, so this was the main event of the night, and it was in LA, and I think Lord Alfred Hayes did the play-by-play. Am I remembering that right? He was there. I don't think he was. I think he might have done play-by-play for one of the cities. Yeah, I think it was the LA one. Okay. I think it was Hogan Bundy. I thought it sucked. I got to be honest with you, and I thought it sucked back then because it it was more like a Saturday night's main event main event than a WrestleMania main event. I can't argue with that, but it was like one of the things I have a little bit of a bias towards. It was fun to go back and watch. So there's very few I hated, but yeah, you're not wrong about that. It wasn't a true, true WrestleMania main event. All right, we got that at a minute 55. Not bad. WrestleMania 3. Your champion Hulk Hogan for the WWF Championship against Andre the Giant. This is, this is what it's all about. I mean, I, I've watched this match a lot. Not any time recently, but I've gone back and watched it a lot. And no one is going to confuse it with a Matt Classic. But as far as drama, as far as the atmosphere, as far as the crowd, Hogan trying the body slam early. It looks like Andre pins him. <laughs> it really looks that way. And then Hogan's able to body slam him after about 11 minutes. It was a 12-minute match, which I think at that point is as long as Andre the Giant could go. It wasn't a great match, but it was a great moment. And that match and moment created WrestleMania. I don't think there's any question. And you know, we're of a certain age where we remember everything about it. The Piper's Pit, you know, going into with the uh, the blood on the chest and yeah. all that kind of stuff. The match was it was fine. It was it is what it was. You know, we were at least I was too, you know, I, I didn't remember Andre the Giant in the context of being Andre the Giant like the, the face for 15 years of the company and of wrestling. But as a kid just watching uh, Hulk Hogan turn him over uh, and hit that leg drop. It's something you know that's indelible in our minds. It's weird because I'm about to rebook this all these years <laughs> later. Do you think it would have made sense to have Hogan Andre at two and have Andre beat him, and then the year of Hogan looking for revenge and that moment that we celebrate could have been Hulk Hogan getting revenge on Andre the Giant and actually body slamming him and beating him? Or do you think that would have taken away from it because they had already fought a year earlier? In 10 years of from 83 to 93, or from 84 to 93 for Hulk Hogan, how many times did he lose? And never. Like they, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, really, what, what are they going to do? I know. It's very unrealistic, but it's, it's a classic. WrestleMania three is one of the more memorable results and matches in the history of WrestleMania main events. Uh, That was one minute, 52 seconds. We're doing very well. We have not (laughs) been cut off yet. WrestleMania 4. And we talked about this recently with WrestleMania 4. The last match of the night for the vacant WWF Championship was the Macho Man, Randy Savage, versus Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. Yeah, so it's weird. This is a very weird WrestleMania main event to talk about because... The main event, yes, it technically is Macho Man against the Million Dollar Man, but they had like 18 tournament matches, including Hogan-Andre, the rematch, which had no result. It was a double count-out or double disqualification. None of the matches in this tournament were good because they were all rushed. 
Like this match, the Macho Man DiBiase match was only nine and a half minutes. I just say about ten minutes. Okay, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And here's the other thing: you're putting Macho Man over as world champion. <laughs> he needs Hulk Hogan coming out with a steel chair to help him win the match. What the hell is that? This is the only main event he wasn't in for the first nine WrestleManias, and of course he was in the main event anyway. <laughs> you know, as a kid, I loved WrestleMania four. I loved the tournament format, but I, I think we talked about it on an episode not very long ago. It's a plod to go back and watch that show because there's 19 it's matches. It's a long, it's a long night. But the Macho Man hitting the elbow drop, you know, getting the win, that, that, that's unbelievable. You know, we all love the Macho Man now. As a kid, I think we didn't appreciate him like we do now. But I, I love the end of WrestleMania four, other than Hogan stealing the spot. Right, and of course they use that to set up a year later, which would be the main event. The only thing I wonder about because four, I'm still not watching it as. Live. I'm not watching it as somebody that understands what's going on. I had to go back and watch it. Did anybody think someone could win this tournament outside of Macho Man and Hulk Hogan? Like I, when when I, they went in the tournament, who, who did you think was going to win? I think DiBiase was expected to win the belt at some point. I read that that turned out to be the case, but as a kid at the time, did you really think they were going to end WrestleMania with Ted DiBiase winning the title? Well, I mean, they played with our emotions. No, they did. All right, minute 55, there you go. Let's get to WrestleMania 5. The Mega Powers explode, brother. Yeah. Uh, the Macho Man Randy Savage as the world champion against, against Lust Hogan for the WWF Championship. This was the first good. Not that Hogan-Andre wasn't a good match. This was the first really good wrestling match to main event WrestleMania. Hulk Hogan, Macho Man. You want to give Savage all the credit? Fine, give him all the credit. It was a really good match. You can go back and watch it. And it's just, it's just good. They gave you 18 minutes, which to this point was the longest main event in WrestleMania history. It was just, what I remember about it was, it was a good match. Probably an obvious outcome. You know, the slow build of Macho turning heel, Hogan getting his title back, but it was a good match. Yeah, it's by far the best match Hogan's had <laughs> in the WWF. Uh, it, but it's also like of the Cena mold and of the Roman Reigns mode where, you know, the, the finish of the match was Savage really kind of beating Hogan, hitting the elbow drop, Hogan kicks out, hulks up, before you know it, leg drop pin, and it just kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, but up until that point, it was a, real, it was a really great match. Uh, moments with, with Elizabeth and being in the neutral corner. Uh, it was a great build. And, uh, you know, uh, Jesse Ventura with the Lust Hogan and really the commentary was tremendous. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Ventura and Bobby the Brain Heenan could add great color to any match. They could take an already good match and make it better. Any regrets? Should they have had Macho Man win? Should Macho have been the face and Hogan the heel? No, no, no way. <laughs> but but in certain certain circumstances, he was the face anyway because Hogan, like I said, worked the heel the, the entire time. It, you know what? I didn't realize that till now when you go back and watch Hogan that, and, and I didn't recognize that in WrestleMania one. You did, but or WrestleMania two, I should say, against Bundy, or, yeah, whichever yeah, yeah. one it was. I didn't recognize him as a heel then, but I certainly recognized it with the Macho Man, and I certainly recognized it during Royal Rumble 1992 when he screwed Sid Justice <laughs> out of winning the match. We're getting there. We're getting there. Now that's a minute 55. Let's go to the first one I remember watching, WrestleMania Six. The ultimate challenge, the WWF Intercontinental Champion, the ultimate warrior against Hulk Hogan, the WWF Champion, for both belts, I believe, yes? Yes, title for title. Are you kidding me? Which turned out to be a waste, because after Warrior won, he gave up the IC title, because President Tunney said he couldn't defend both titles. It was impossible to defend both titles. B.S. If that's the case, why was Hogan even fighting for the IC <laughs> title? What, he was going to defend both? When I remember watching this, 
not knowing what was going to happen. I couldn't believe they had two popular guys, two good guys facing each other. And my dad would always kind of tell me the deal. And he said, Evan, Ultimate Warrior is winning the title. And I couldn't believe it because in my lifetime, I'd never seen Hulk Hogan lose. Granted, my lifetime at that moment was about five minutes. (laughs) But I couldn't imagine Hulk Hogan losing. And they ended up putting together a match that even to this day, when you go back and watch it, it's really Good. It was so well put together by Pat Patterson. Do you disagree with that? It was fine, but it, it, it was had an energy that a lot of these other matches didn't have. Yes. So it was good energy, uh, and you know, the one thing, going back watching the, some of these main events, you see it with the next uh, WrestleMania main event, but I didn't love that Hogan was like, one, two, three, kick it. Now, why you got to kick out? You, you're, getting, you're losing, put the guy over. Oh, come on. Don't you're kick wrong. Out. Come no, on. no, no. Because it shows how amazing it was. Ugh. I mean, he lost. What more do you want? You want him to die? Like, what what, what do you want? (laughs) He lost to the guy. I think they scripted that so freaking brilliantly. And you're right. The electricity had a lot to do with it. It's a part of why I think face versus face usually does work. Mm. I know Vince McMahon, I've heard. I think Bruce Pritchard has said it on his podcast. Not a fan of face versus face. I think this is an example of why it was great. My only regret... They needed a rematch in the WWF, and it should have been the rematch the very next year, especially if Hogan was going to come back and become champion. I think he needed to not just get his win against the Warrior, but give us fans that rematch. How great would that have been? Yeah, just with contract stuff, and it was all over the place. Sorry. I feel like I stole the last (laughs) few seconds of that. WrestleMania. And by the way, uh, just a quick aside before you start the clock. That Hogan-Warrior match, 22 minutes, 51 seconds. It would be the longest main event would not be eclipsed time-wise until the Iron Man match at WrestleMania 12. So how about that? Two guys not known for their work, Hogan and Warrior, giving you the longest WrestleMania main event for the first 11 years. Pretty good. Anyhow, let's start the clock for WrestleMania 7. Your WWF champion, Sergeant Slaughter, defending against the Hulkster. Uh, it wasn't a bad match because I've watched it recently and it's actually surprisingly good. The problem is this angle was so awful. I mean, having Sergeant Slaughter turn against America, the Iraqi sympathizer, the obviousness of the fact that Hogan's going to beat him. It, it that That's the problem, but... It was actually a surprisingly good match. It wasn't, it wasn't a bad match. Yeah, Slaughter was better than I remembered. The other thing I made note of is that uh, Alex Trebek was the guest ring announcer for this, uh, this <laughs> match, which is crazy. Uh, but the crowd was into it. This is the last match up until X8 where Hogan was Hulk Hogan. The crowd was behind him. He was full America, the American flag, the whole thing. The crowd was pro-Hulk Hogan uh, for pretty much the last time during this era. This is the worst booked main event in the history of pro wrestling. It just, it, <laughs> it, it, the angles should not have happened, and I really believe it should have been Hogan Warrior. And I know for those who don't like Hogan, oh, really, Hogan needed to get his win back? Look, if you were going to take the win, if you were going to take the belt off Warrior, mm-hmm. if that was your plan, which they did, I'd rather see Hogan take it off him than Sergeant Slaughter with the Macho Man interfering. I, I just, that's my problem with this. It just... I can't get past, sometimes I can't get past the booking of it. I can't get past the angle of it. I think it's one of the most distasteful angles in the history of pro wrestling. And that was the same card where uh, Macho was retired by Warrior, right? That is true, which turned out to be the best match of the night. Right. But nevertheless, I just didn't like the Warrior winning the title in this epic moment a year earlier to have him lose it at the Rumble to Sergeant Slay. It just, 
It rubs me the wrong way, but I do want to give credit where credit is due. I didn't think it was a terrible match. Yeah, you got to keep them strong. I, I understand it. Keep them strong. All right. <laughs> Re- <laughs> you want to talk about terrible. WrestleMania 8. A grudge match, and that's literally <laughs> all it was. Sid Justice versus Hulk Hogan. Uh, you know, when they first announced Hogan Flair... It was, all right, not bad. Okay, Hogan Flair. This is what it should be. But the reason why I never believed their intention was Hogan Flair is they set up Hogan Justice immediately. Mm. At the Royal Rumble, Hogan screwed Sid Justice. Sid Justice stood up at the press conference when Jack Tunney said Hogan was the number one contender. So I don't believe they ever intended on Hogan Flair. Why are they booking simultaneously this Sid Justice thing? Fine. You want to have Hogan Sid Justice? It cannot be the main event. It wasn't for the title. Macho Man beat Ric Flair for the WWF Championship. That was a good match. Had a weird ending because I think he was sort of holding Ric Flair's tights. He absolutely was. Instead, you got Hogan Justice, and they don't even have a clean ending. And Sid screwed it up, apparently. No, it wasn't Sid. It was uh, Papa Shango. He screwed it up? I think Papa Shango was supposed to come in and cause a DQ. Because Sid kicked out of the leg drop. Right. And he wasn't oh, supposed that to do was that. It. Okay, so Papa Shango. So Godfather screwed up is what you're saying. <laughs> w- Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. <laughs> Papa Shango, uh, the Godfather. And then the other thing, which is weird, is seeing the Ultimate Warrior coming back. Because I I forgot that. I put that out of my mind. Yeah. The Warrior comes back and saves Hogan. Well, that was the end of the show. I mean, the, the epic moment at the, Wrestlema- at the end of WrestleMania 8 is that. And that return was a... Just horrible. Like he had that SummerSlam match with Macho Man. Then became, they became a tag team, the Ultimate Maniacs. And then right before Survivor Series, the Ultimate Warrior got fired for some reason. <laughs> and then the promo going into this WrestleMania 8 main event. And I think the reason why it was the last match, because Hogan was teasing his retirement to do Trouble oh, in Paradise oh, or whatever. Just wait. <laughs> just wait until we get to the next main event or whatever you want to consider the main event. It was terrible. I mean, just uh, bottom line is the title match needs to main event WrestleMania unless it's a special circumstance. This was not special enough. <laughs> ah, I beeped myself. <laughs> All right. Good luck explaining this one. <laughs> uh, let's go to WrestleMania nine. Your WWF champion, Yokozuna <laughs> against speedboat. Uh, I blackened eye Hulk Hogan. So you're calling that the main event. Yeah, Absolutely. It's the last match? All right, let's do both, because I think that technically they're both the main event. I understand your point. No, 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 no. This is your rules. Your rules is last match of the night. All right. Well, this is the quickest match in the history of (laughs) WrestleMania. Actually, you know what's funny? If you say that Brett Yoko is the main event, that's the quickest match in the history of WrestleMania. It was like eight or nine minutes? It was eight minutes and 55 seconds. That is the, the quickest main event in the history of WrestleMania. The only one that comes closer, or at least the one that finishes second, is Macho Man Ted DiBiase at WrestleMania 4. Um, this, just, this just shouldn't have happened. No. First of all, th- this whole thing was a mess. Brett Yoko shouldn't have been the main event. Uh, Brett Hart was still being established as champion. He needed to win at WrestleMania 9. So if you're going to have Brett Yoko, Brett needed to win. I th- and I said this on a previous podcast. I believe the, the main event should have been Bret Hart Macho Man with Brett beating Oh, yeah, clean. absolutely. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. should have been the main event. But Hogan-Yoko was, like, it wasn't even a match. It was Mr. Fuji for some reason saying, get in here, Hulk. I'm going to, uh, Yoko will fight you and put the title on the line. It was, there was no moves. It was simply Mr. Fuji threw the salt accidentally in Yoko's eyes. 
Yoko uh, gets the, the big leg from Hogan, and that's it. When I think of the lineage of WrestleMania, I think WrestleMania 1 to WrestleMania 8. I think WrestleMania 10 to WrestleMania 14. And this WrestleMania 9 is such an out. It's at Caesar's Palace, the togas, the, uh, you know, the giant Gonzalez bodysuit. It's just a weird event. It was terrible is what <laughs> you're trying to say. <laughs> I mean, it was awful. Uh, I, I kind of disagree. I, I still think the main event's Yoko, Bret Hart, and then you just uh, side by saying... And then Hogan did his thing. But I respect you. That's it. And then Hogan wins. 158. WrestleMania 10. What's the main event of WrestleMania 10, Dennis? The WWF champion Yokozuna defends in his second match of the night (laughs) uh, against Bret Hart. The second match for both guys, actually. Yeah, because Jack Tunney said it needs to be fair. Both guys need to have competition. So Brett lost to Owen to open up the show, and Yoko defeated Lex Luger by disqualification because Mr. Perfect came back (laughs) and screwed him. Uh, I was at this WrestleMania, and I remember not knowing what was going to happen, not in this match, but the whole Lex-Yoko-Brett thing. I kind of thought Lex Luger was going to beat Yokozuna, and they were going to have this epic Bret Hart-Lex-Luger main event once they did the screw job on Lex, it was obvious they wanted to give Brett the title back. I'll give Brett this compliment. It was ten and a half minutes this match, which is about a minute and a half longer than their nine match. I thought Brett did as well with Yoko there as you could do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's interesting because, uh, again, uh, celebrities, uh, Burt Reynolds was the, the guest ring announcer. Yeah. Piper comes back as a surprise. I think it was a surprise. Yes, he was the guest referee. Yeah, coming yep. back for, for WrestleMania 1 because Hogan was, was not as part of it. Yeah, I think Brett looked good there because he, he was selling. Brett is, uh, you know, for whatever, whatever you want to say, was one of the best of all time. And he was selling his injuries from earlier in the night. Uh, you know, was injured the entire time with Yoko. And just watch. I didn't remember... Uh, him, Yoko just basically fell off the yes. middle rope. Like, not, he wasn't hit. He just fell. Right. And then Brett rolls him up. What I don't remember, and I didn't see this when I was there, is all the good guys come out to, to congratulate Brett. They hold him up on their shoulders, including Lex, which is weird. Yeah. And what I didn't notice till I rewatched it a few years ago was Owen Hart standing in the corridor, mm-hmm. staring angrily at his brother. I didn't know that at the time. Which is so great. Of course, they do nothing with it. Other, they did. They did. SummerSlam, no, they main evented SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Right, right, right. But you go back and watch some of these cards, and you realize Owen was placed in the middle of everything. It's like, you could have made him a main eventer there, and they just never really did it. Well, they main evented him a little bit, because they main evented at SummerSlam. A <clears throat> little bit, a little bit. WrestleMania 11. I had a good tweet about this that no one responded to, but I'm like, did someone lose a bet? Why was WrestleMania 11 in Hartford? Like, why was that? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I went to that one too, by the way. I was glad it was in Hartford. My dad said, ah, it's not that long of a drive. Let's go. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow as part of the Million Dollar Stable against former NFL player Lawrence Taylor with your good friend Carl Banks on the yes. ringside. When I rewatched this a few <laughs> months ago, I brought it up to Carl. I was like, man, I completely forgot how front and center you are in this. You know what I forgot for a while? And I was at this WrestleMania. I forgot this main evented. For a while, my brain told me Diesel Shawn Michaels, which was a really good match, good match. but we're not going to talk about it because it wasn't the main event. I, I didn't remember that LT Bam Bam main evented. Going back and watching it, and I even thought this at the time, I thought it was really good considering you have a freaking football player who's not a wrestler wrestling. I, and I thought the buildup to it was cool, too, because I'll never forget when Bam Bam pushed LT at the Rumble, everybody on the school bus the next day kept saying, is that real? Was that real? Did that mean to happen? And Vince cut a promo the next night on Raw apologizing, making it look kayfabe. 
making it look like a shoot. shoot. Yeah, there you yeah. go. I got it right now. <laughs> but I thought the match was good. Uh, LT, his offense was better than I would have imagined it would have been. He wasn't a great seller. Listen, he's not a wrestler. Yeah, you know, yeah. be, but he he was. You know, listen, should have been the main, the main event of WrestleMania. Should have been the main event. No, but you know what? It wasn't embarrassing like it was in my memory's eye. It was it was fine. At the time, I remember wondering if LT should get a title match because now that he beat Bam Bam Bigelow, does he get a title <laughs> match with Diesel? <laughs> he never did, by the way. All right, that'll be our shortest, one minute, 43 seconds. I think that's deservably the shortest. <laughs> All right, this should be our longest then. WrestleMania 12. The WWF champion, Bret Hart, defending against the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. This is the most controversial main event in terms of a lot of people love it, a lot of people hate it. Where do you fall on that? I'm closer to love than hate. This is the one going back and watching. Again, spending eh, a good 30 hours watching these main events because I'm a crazy person. Uh, 25 hours. Um, it was entertaining. It kept your, it kept your interest. Um, it was slow. There were a lot of rest holds for sure. Hour. It, there were a lot of rest holds. There were no falls. There weren't a lot of near falls. But the last 15 to 20 minutes, the last five minutes was great. And I'm going to shout out my good friend, Andrew uh, Pascuzzi, who was a Bret Hart guy. And he is still, for, in his our age, still furious that they were overtime because it wasn't stipulated uh, before, the, before the event. <laughs> that gorilla monsoon. <laughs> you know, it's not a bad match. And, and look, to ask two guys to go an hour and one minute and 52 seconds since it was over time obviously is asking a lot i'm not a fan of iron man matches because i think that you feel as if the whole thing is predictable until the final few minutes and there have been other iron man matches rock triple h had one in which there were like 15 falls in the, it the lesnar angle one from smackdown where lesnar won the belt that was great yeah it, the, it wasn't that it wasn't great just like this was a very good match it's just that it becomes predictable you're waiting for the last few minutes and i think the reason they made this an iron man match is that if you look at the rest of the card <laughs> they had nothing <laughs> they had to do an hour was, what else were they going to put so on the show? As Piper Goldust, yes. uh, Vader, I think, opened the show in a tag match. Yeah, the and, Legion of Doom. and yeah, th I think there were four or five matches on the card. But exactly. So I think they needed to do it. Overall, I, I, the ending was good is the way I would define it. But it's tough to sit there watching an hour wrestling match. I'm sorry. It was good. I wouldn't watch it every day, but it was good. <laughs> I wouldn't watch it every day. I hope not. <laughs> All right, that's that. We got it at 158. Wrestle... Mania 13. My favorite WrestleMania fun fact is, is that uh, Sid, Justice, Sid Vicious, Psycho Sid, whatever you want to call him, was in two WrestleManias, <laughs> yes. and he main invented both of them. <laughs> the, the WWF champion Psycho Sid versus The Undertaker well, in a no-DQ match for the WWF champion. So this whole thing was screwed up, because this wasn't so, clearly wasn't supposed to be the main event. <laughs> no, no way. And so the booking for this whole final two months was all over the place. This is one of the weirdest main event matches ever. And I'll tell you why it's weird. Because you hear, oh, The Undertaker beats Hit for the title. Undertaker finally wins the title back after he beat Hogan at Survivor Series. He won because Bret Hart came out and hit Sid with a chair. <laughs> they couldn't even have The Undertaker bury him clean. It was this hokey, it felt like an in-your-house kind of match. <laughs> Bret Hart was, it's so weird because like I don't remember the exact timing of it, but Bret was like, 
This was obviously after the heel turn, but he comes back at the beginning of the match and gets powerbombed. He comes right. in and starts yelling at everybody. <laughs> right. Then he comes back and hits Justice for some reason. It's so weird to see this because this was in uh, 97. So he's only in the company for six more months. He was only a wrestler for three more months, and he's still at the top of the card, still Bret Hart. But obviously, this is the beginning of the end. And it was an interesting 97 for the WWF, but this title match didn't have anything to do with the rest of the year. Well, you know what it did? I think they were trying to further the point that Brett was this psycho heel. Because right. remember, <laughs> that may, that WrestleMania is most remembered for Brett Steve Austin. And I'm not saying that should have been the main event. They had fought a million times. It wasn't for the title. But it turned out to be an epic moment in pro wrestling history. And I felt looking back on it, they were just trying to prove the point to the fans. Hey, Brett's a heel and he's crazy. But I thought it kind of took away from The Undertaker's moment. This was big for The Undertaker. He was winning his first real WWF championship since the Hogan stuff, and it was a schmazz ending. And even the reaction from the, the announcers and the crowd, the crowd was into it, but the announcers, it was weird. Perfect. All right, right on time. WrestleMania 14, the beginning of the Austin era. In Boston, Massachusetts, HBK Shawn Michaels is your WWF champion, defending against Stone Cold Steve Austin. I didn't think the match was great, but Shawn obviously was dealing with major injuries. I remember it for two things. I remember the Jim Ross call. You know, the Austin era has begun. And I thought the ending was cool. You know, Shawn missing the super kick, and then it eventually turns into a stunner. It was a 20-minute match. I think Sean left it all out there. He clearly didn't have much left. It was obvious where this was going. Mike Tyson was involved. You had that ending where Tyson ends up punching out Shawn Michaels. Remember, he had joined DX. It was there for a purpose, and the purpose was this is the beginning of the Steve Austin era, and Sean just happened to be the roadblock in the way. This is the first WrestleMania where I was in just full bore. Uh, WrestleMania, uh, Raw the next night, where Stone Cold in the suit yes. with the blue belt, the new uh, Attitude Era belt. It was with the blue strap, the Navy strap. Um, I just, I just, this is where my fandom for the last 20 years I've been pretty much in from this moment. This, uh, and very similar. This is the most memorable year, WrestleMania, WrestleMania in the history of pro wrestling. I can't do this for any other year, what I'm about to tell you. For the monthly pay-per-views, from the time Austin defeated Shawn Michaels in the beginning of the Austin era... I could tell you all the storylines for a full year involving the main event stuff. I could tell you the main event of every in your house from Hulk Hogan, from Hulk Hogan, from Steve Austin, Dude Love, to Highway to Hell at SummerSlam, to Undertaker, Kane, Steve Austin, and a Triple Threat, to Deadly Game, <laughs> to every to Rock Bottom, to St. Valentine's Day Massacre. This began, in my opinion, the most memorable year in pro wrestling history. And it's just so crazy to me is that like Stone Cold and The Rock, they never got like a, a crazy sustained run with the belt because Stone no. Cold had the belt for two months, the Keen Day, and then a couple more months. It was. Uh, eh, you did very well. I appreciate. Did I that. eat the time there too, or did you? No, that's think fine. That was fair. No, no, that's fine. It's my podcast. Son of a. All right, I'm that's just kidding. <laughs> WrestleMania 15. Your WWF champion, The Rock, defending against Stone Cold Steve Austin with special guest referee Mankind in a no-DQ match. Uh, this wasn't... I, I didn't love it. I gotta tell you. Um, I'm glad it was one-on-one. -on -one. I'm glad Mankind didn't get involved, even though they stuck him in as a referee. I think 17... I, I know. I don't want to get to 17. I just think 17 was better. They didn't give this match a lot of time. Looking back on it, it was only a 17-minute match, and you may say, well, that's a decent amount of time. This is Austin and The Rock, two really good workers. I think the build for this whole thing was great, but I don't know. 
considering it was Austin Rock, the greatest feud maybe in pro wrestling history, I didn't think this was their best. I love that it was 17 minutes. The crowd was so into this match. Yes. And when Austin goes over, it, 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 it was great to watch because the crowd was into it. And that's not always the case with these cards, especially as you get you know a little bit further along. But watching back, it felt like 1999 again, and the crowd was fully well, behind it was Stone peak Cold. Austin. I mean, it was, it was peak Steve Austin. There's no question about that. This was at his most popular. Um, the other thing that was very exciting about this match, well, this is going to come out wrong, The Rock finally took a shirt off. Do you remember that whole thing? Oh, because you, he had the, the pectoral uh, <laughs> yes. surgery. All of his matches leading up to this, he had the sto- stupid jumpsuit on with the pants. And I remember for this match, I think this was the first time he was wearing the traditional rock garb in months. And they kept mentioning how old he is in like all these Because I think he was born in 72, so he was like 26. 20, I think he was 26 years old during this main event. Well, I think when he won the title at Deadly Game Survivor Series, he became the youngest WWF champion. He's like 25 or 26. Right, yeah. it got knocked off a couple of times. You're right about the crowd, though. I mean, if you're judging a match based on crowd electricity, they were all over this thing. All right, 155. All right. Let us go to what they call WrestleMania 2000, WrestleMania 16. A fatal four-way match with the McMahon in every corner. Uh, uh, who is it? Stephanie McMahon with Triple H, the WWF champion, defending against The Rock with Vince McMahon, uh, defending against The Big Show with Shane McMahon, <laughs> and defending against Mick Foley with Linda McMahon. Worst WrestleMania considering how good the product was back then. This oh. was a... What? What do you disagree with? I mean, th- just the tag match alone, you can't say it's the worst WrestleMania. The worst WrestleMania main event okay, considering... Okay. Yeah, I'm just judging the main event. First of all, I hate a four-way match. I hate the fact that the McMahons had to be in each corner. And how about the ending? This is, Dennis, this is Wrestle-freaking-mania. The Rock needed to win the title. He needed to go over. They have Vince screw The Rock so Triple H could become one of the rarities. A defending champion at WrestleMania? That doesn't happen unless you're Hulk Hogan. Especially when you give The Rock the belt the next month. Right. Which doesn't serve any purpose. Uh, This is notable for me for a couple of reasons, not the least of which Jericho was supposed to be in this match. Right. But they filled in Foley, which is fine. The crowd was majorly behind Foley. Um, You know, uh, the, the last... Well, I don't know if you have the numbers on. It's about 15 minutes or so of The Rock and Triple H. So you do get kind of a little bit of a one-on-one match so there. this turned out to be outside of the Iron Man match. Because obviously the Iron Man match was the longest match in WrestleMania main event history. This was the longest main event 35? in WrestleMania. 35? 36-24. Okay. And you can understand why. Because it's like four different matches. It was an elimination match. And it was a good match. It's just that... Between the ending, which I hated, Mm -hmm. Foley even being in the match. I mean, that guy got retired a month earlier. How old old was Foley there? Guess how old Foley was at this point. I couldn't hear. 38. 35, yeah. He was was our age is retiring. I know. Wow, but he lost a retirement match. But he looked good there. He looked good there. He was fine. Uh, But again, the last 15 minutes with, you know, uh, prime era heel Triple H against The Rock. It was fine. You know how much I don't like the man of many ages, but you know it is what it was. They needed that to be the main event, just the two of them. WrestleMania 17. This is so good. This is so good. This, like, yeah, it's it just, a, yeah. The WWF champion, The Rock, uh, defending against Stone Cold Steve Austin in a no DQ match that they announced just as the match, just before the the entrances. Because at the time we were, you know, seniors. I was a senior in high school, I think, or junior in high school. This was so damn good to rewatch. Oh. I mean, maybe this is why I'm not as high on WrestleMania 15, because this version of Rock Austin was freaking awesome. Now, number one, it's in a dome. And you mentioned at the top, they say the sound isn't great at a dome. I thought the crowd was really into it. 
I think it was a great match. And I even liked the ending because you saw this vicious side of Stone Cold Steve Austin. That was cool. Now, the heel they ended up turning him into, I didn't like. But for this moment, you can't remember what ended up happening after. Just this moment of Vince coming in and giving him the... And he is destroying The Rock in such a violent, awesome way. Oh, it was great. It's so great. And the handshake at the end where Vince is kind of like... Is, is this really happening, right? Is this really happening? And the, the, the low the low handshake, very slow, very methodical. They're sharing a beer. That's indelible. I, I can't forget Did that. Did you want Austin to turn on Vince right away, though? Like that <laughs> night? Because I know Austin has said his biggest regret is that he didn't turn on Vince. I don't know if he meant the next night on Raw or literally in Houston that night. In retrospect, yeah. I mean, absolutely. But like that entire 2001 year with the, the botched invasion. And, right. You know, a little cowboy hat, Kurt Angle. They screwed and, up. They, they did screw it up. Um, it, what was really cool about this, and it should not be forgotten, is the video. I mean, we can't ignore the video. On oh, My Way or the Highway? The high video. <laughs> the only thing they screwed up on is involving Deborah. Remember that whole thing? Uh-huh. Deborah was going to have to manage The Rock or something? I don't remember that, no. Yeah, good. Don't remember it, because it was really, really But stupid. I put that on Twitter. I'm like, is that My Way or the Highway from Limp Bizkit? Was that the best pipe video ever? And yes, it was. So <laughs> good. question. WrestleMania 19, WrestleMania 19. No, 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 WrestleMania 18. I know you hate it, but you got to discuss it. WrestleMania X8, your WWF (laughs) undisputed champion, Chris Jericho, against uh, some guy uh, with an uh, (laughs) ex-wife. This sucked. I mean... Jericho got more offense than I remember. I just remember as a kid, I was, was 2000, so I was 17. This is when yeah. I was a senior in high school. Right. And I was a Jericho mark for, since like 96, 97. So I, I'm like, Jericho's going to main event WrestleMania. I know he's going to lose. And just at the time, I remember being in my buddy's house, and I'm like, he got literally no offense, and he just got his ass beat for 20... Eighteen minutes, minutes forty one seconds. Yeah, I come prepared. It's it's better than I remember, but God. the crowd hated it, and the crowd hated it because they were all tired after Hogan Rock a few matches earlier. This is just, and, and I know it's the title match, and it's the undisputed title, the the first time we had an undisputed championship at WrestleMania, and, and really the only time until they merged the titles all these years later, but. The crowd cared about Hogan Rock. They were tired. The crowd was tired. Yeah. Jericho was a true heel at this point. The people loved him, but he was a heel, so they were booing him. H wasn't a great face. He's never, he's never been a great face. Uh, so they, yeah, it was fine. The crowd was like kind of into him, but kind of not. It, it felt a little forced. <laughs> I also didn't like the titles being merged at a nondescript pay-per-view like Vengeance. And I know that's a special moment for you as a Jericho fan. I thought WCW title or world title versus WWF championship should have been more so at this, at WrestleMania. And no offense to Jericho, he has turned out to be a Hall of Famer. No offense to even Triple H, he's turned out to be a Hall of Famer. I didn't believe these guys were main eventers at the time. The the biggest problem was they put the belt on Jericho December 9th, 2001, and then for 91 days, they made him look like an ass clown. Yeah. You know what I mean? The the, the Rumble match against Rock, the No Way Out match match against Stone Cold. Jericho didn't look legitimate legitimate once, and you know who I blame for that? Eh, I'll let you extend. uh, well, can I? Uh, many H's. Uh, there's, there's actually a few more things. Because we look too much alike. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a few more things about this I wanted to say, but I don't know if I should say it. Just real quick, real quick, real quick. All right. This is how they should have booked it. Similar to 17. Triple H should have beat Chris Jericho with the help of the NWO. Hall and Nash should have come out 
and they should have had Triple H be a heel, join the NWO, and so Jericho almost turns face, almost like a double turn. Because Triple H at that point, I want to—I said he wasn't a main eventer. He wasn't a main eventer as a face, in my opinion. And, the, and, the, and just not to hype on that too much, but I never like main events where the guy, the, the whoever leaves with the belt loses it within you know five weeks. Well, they only did that because Hogan was so over. I guess. I mean, I think that's what ended up happening. I guess. Anyhow, who knew the main event we'd go way over on was freaking 18? It's me. People would have known. <laughs> WrestleMania 19. Uh, could the WWF champion, or the WWE champion, Kurt Angle, defending against your Royal Rumble winner, Brock Lesnar? I thought this was cool. I really did. I thought it was a great wrestling match. I think both guys are tremendous athletes. I think the feud was awesome. It sucked that Brock couldn't hit the shooting star press. He was at the trying end. to do it from three quarters away. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But they gave him a decent amount of time. It was a 21 minute match. Again, you had the atmosphere of Safeco Field. And to me, it was clearly the main event. The other world title match was Triple H Booker T, which was blah. Uh, Hogan Vince certainly wasn't going to main event it. So I'm glad they gave SmackDown the main event because this was the first brand extension WrestleMania. I thought, it was a, I thought it was a very solid main event. It's not the best of all time, but a very solid, entertaining main event. I didn't like this as much as I was expecting to to rewatch it. Um, it was interesting seeing the SmackDown referee in the blue polo yes. shirt, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I think was Mike Chioda uh, at that point. It was fine. It was fine. But I think the biggest thing was the shooting star press. I think that was supposed to put it over the top. Just rewatching, you're like, why, just drag him. Drag him back. Why do you think you were going to hit that? And I never really loved Brock as a face. I mean, I understand, you know, he, he's just this great force of nature, but I didn't love him in the face spot there. And again, this is midway through his first run, which is so crazy to think about. He, he debuted, debuted the day after uh, X8. He's main event a year later, and the year after that, he's gone. Yeah, I didn't like the way he finally lost, because Brock was undefeated, and they got him his first loss at Survivor Series to the big show when Paul Heyman turned on him. Turned on him. I think it almost would have been better if Brock remained this undefeated beast and he was the guy defending the title at WrestleMania. And maybe he remained healing. Kurt Angle was the face. So I think a reversal. Now, they ended up doing a reversal because mm. they fought at SummerSlam. They fought that SmackDown Iron Man match. They had a really good feud. But very solid main event is the way I would describe it. All right, next. WrestleMania 20. Yes, we can talk about it. The, uh, the WWE World Heavyweight Champion Triple H defending against Shawn Michaels... And your Royal Rumble winner, Chris Benoit. This is a really good match, man. I mean, a couple of things on why I don't want to say it's a good match. Obviously, Benoit, no one wants to say good things about him. Though he was a great wrestler, horrible human being. Number two, I don't like triple threat matches. I mentioned this with the Fatal 4-Way. I like one-on-one matches, and I would have preferred it be Chris Benoit versus Triple H, which is what I thought it was going to be when Benoit won that Rumble in Philadelphia at an event I happened to be at. Obviously, with Sean, they did that weird ending between Sean and Triple H. They had a feud that was going on for years. And I think Sean added to the match, but I still would have preferred one-on-one. But it was a great match, and you had to love it. They put Benoit over. They had him tap Triple H out, and they gave them 24 minutes, almost 25 minutes. It was a long match. It was one of the greatest triple threat matches you'll ever see, and they almost topped it a month later at Backlash. I think I think you're right on both accounts there. Uh, the crowd was into it. Uh, they did a good job of building uh, you know him up as a contender. Um, and then you know, listen, it, it's crazy to think about, and just for a lot of reasons. Uh, but early in the night, you know, the, you have uh, Eddie Guerrero go over Kurt Angle with the the boot and the mm-hmm. whole thing. Uh, but having those two WCW guys in the ring at the end of that, you know. 
at the time, it was just, you know, we were, again, probably 20 at the time, or give or take. Uh, and then, you know, three years later, uh, excuse me, a year and a half later, then three years later, and now, you know, 15 years later, it's just weird seeing just the, how that moment has morphed oh, sure. over the last you know, you know, 15 years. Even before what happened to them in their personal lives happened, they gave up on both of them quickly. Eddie dropped the title to JBL a few months later. Benoit dropped the title to Randy Orton, and both were sent to the mid-card. So their main event pushes, even before all the other stuff occurred, it ended only a few months later. Well, they were going to put the belt on Eddie in the fall of 05. I don't believe that. I do, I do. do. I've heard that's not true. Anyhow, WrestleMania 21. WrestleMania goes Hollywood, where your WWE World Heavyweight Champion Triple H defends against the Animal Batista. First of all, it was just the World Championship. They didn't say WWE World, so get that right. I apologize. (laughs) The the World Heavyweight Champion. By the way, we're in the midst of a run in which Triple H main events three consecutive WrestleManias, four out of five, and five out of seven, which is a Hogan-type run. It's also a lot of of Triple H for me to be watching on it during a (laughs) snowstorm. (laughs) This was not the greatest match ever, but this was the culmination of one of the greatest builds of all time. The Batista-Triple H turn, uh, the complete destruction of Evolution was awesome. Um, I think WWE.com or the WWE Network homepage put up this clip recently because of Batista's return, where and this match is probably going to happen, by the way, at 35, just so we have it out there. Um, that moment where Batista turned, where he chose to stay on Raw and did the thumbs down, it's just one of the great builds of all time. So to me, the match didn't even matter. Uh, the match yeah. was, it just needed to put Batista over, and they did. And then Batista beat him in three consecutive pay-per-views to really put the exclamation point on the fact that this was the animal era. It was a little long. How long was this match? 21-34. It was a little long. You could have shaved about five minutes off that. But yeah, he made Batista look good. You could tell they were trying, they were a little, you know, they're worried about him being like a main event guy at this point. So it was a little bit of a slow plotting match with H, you know, doing a lot of uh, selling and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, Batista looked good. And, you know, that, re- that WrestleMania 21 with Cena and Batista leaving the, as main event stars, that's about as good a job as they've done of putting people over and having them be stars for the next 10 years. That was truly years. the beginning of a new era. Yeah. More so than the Eddie Benoit thing, which was short-lived. Batista and Cena began Hall of Fame runs. I think Batista was great and is very underrated. Uh, we know about what happened with Cena, so I agree. The run began for both guys. Beep. I beeped myself again. <laughs> WrestleMania 22. Uh, in the Chicagoland area, I think they build this as game time with uh, Peter Gabriel's uh, game time or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the WWE champion John Cena defending against the man of many ages. This is a sad WrestleMania because this was the first time in the brand extension era where the winner of the Royal Rumble didn't main event WrestleMania. Okay, oh, Cena, no, uh, which one? Rey Mysterio. It was oh, Rey Mysterio, right, Randy yeah. Orton, Kurt Angle. And by the way, do I think Cena Triple H is more of a main event? Absolutely. Not saying they got the decision wrong, just saying it started to weaken the impact of the Royal Rumble. And they could have just had Triple H win. I mean, wasn't he like the last guy with Rey Mysterio? Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Uh, no, I, no, no, Orton? No, I think Orton was the last guy. Final three. They were the final three. I think Triple H and Mysterio are the first two guys. I thought this was a good match. This was also the beginning of the fans turning on John Cena and the beginning of the the announcers having to explain why the crowd was cheering the heel Triple H and booing the supposed fan favorite in John Cena. The controversial John Cena. Some love him, some hate him. What made him controversial back then? Nothing, just because people were booing him, (laughs) which is so crazy to think about because he was just put over the year before. Yeah. 
Did he? I know you hate Triple H, so you probably liked it. He's got to make Triple H tap out. What? They're trying to make this guy the stud. They're trying to make but, him the guy. Okay, pin him. I don't like the tap out. I just wasn't a fan of that. It's not something that they've done a lot of, but you saw it at the end of 20. You saw it at the end of 22. You saw it at the end of 23. You saw it at the end of 24. Yeah. Are you noticing something? <laughs> I don't, why? Why was that necessary? Maybe, why did they go through the tap out run? Maybe it was the UFC influence. Like Maybe they're just trying to make it more legitimate. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I get it with Benoit because that was literally his finishing move. And they ended up making this a finishing move for Cena. But uh, overall, I thought it was entertaining. I think the crowd being into it and booing Cena actually added to the match. Yeah. They, they weren't fully against him like they would be later eh. on. But it definitely was more probably boos than cheers. WrestleMania 23. Yeah, WWE champion John Cena against the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels. This was a surprisingly long match. They gave them 30 minutes here. Wow. Which, I don't know if you... And, and it was a great match. Again, here's my problem. This should not have been the main event. The Undertaker won the Royal Rumble. He defeated Shawn Michaels to win the Royal Rumble. And you had Undertaker Batista, which you would think Vince would love. The two monsters going at it. And they had a really good match that deserved more time. I think Cena Shawn Michaels was also really good. Don't get me wrong. But this was just another example of them doing everything they can to put John Cena over. So let's have Shawn Michaels and him deliver this classic match. And let's have Cena tap out Shawn freaking Michaels. It was a great match. Just, you know, with super kicks and uh, moonsaults and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the uh, Sha- John Cena and Shawn Michaels were the tag team champions together at this point. Yeah, I didn't like that either. Which is also interesting. The, the first time the tag champions were in the main event at WrestleMania. Um, it, it was a great match. There's not really too much other to say. Uh, but yeah, uh, Michael's coming back uh, at, at 19, uh, and then main event in 23. I wish I had the stats in front of me, seeing what WrestleMania's people you know main evented. But he, what he main evented 12, 14, uh, 20, 23, and 26. Yeah. So it's it's an interesting run. Uh, and What's his record? It doesn't seem very good. Not great. <laughs> I think and it's, and just I, beating Brett was his win. I and think I feel, he lost every other match. And uh, HBK came out to the DX music. Hunter was hurt. Yeah. So I'm not sure if, if this was supposed to be the main event or if Hunter. Well, was I think to be it was supposed it to be. Or? I think it was supposed to be Hunter or maybe a triple threat match. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you agree with me though that Undertaker Batista should have main evented? Or it, you it, was a, it was a damn good match. It was great. Yeah, and they had a great feud. They ended up fighting a bunch of other times. I think that was one of the more underrated feuds in uh, WWE. But history. I think I think they knew Cena was going to be the guy. So that like like they did with Roman, and we're going to get to it. I think this is Cena's time. Well, the next year. John Cena did not main event. It was WrestleMania 24. The World Heavyweight Champion Edge versus The Undertaker. And by the way, if memory serves correct, Triple H, Randy Orton, and John Cena had a match for the WWE Championship. So that could have been the main event if they wanted to continue it, though I think Orton won that match. Retained, right. So it's probably why. Undertaker, Edge. Um, I thought it was a great build-up to this. I think this was one of those... You know, long-standing Undertaker's got to get revenge against Edge kind of things. Um, that's what I remember. The match itself, I remember the crowd being really into it. Yep. Um, you had the undefeated streak as a factor versus the title, and I think Edge was saying he was undefeated too. Wasn't that's he correct. claiming that as well? Yes, he was. Uh, he was Edge did a, he was a great heel at this point. This is like La Familia era. So Edge comes out. So does Vicky Guerrero in the wheelchair, and then she goes back to the back. Uh, Edge is countering everything, so he's trying to steal the momentum the entire time. You get uh, a Major Brothers uh, uh, running at some point. It's it, I'm an Edge. I'm an Edge stand. So his I'll, only I'll, main I'll event, right? His only main event. Uh, he's 
obviously a, a Hall of Famer, a great wrestler. And him and Taker had great feuds this, the before and after. I think it was a great WrestleMania main event. Uh, and not the debut, but you know, you see the the Hell's Gate as a finish. Yeah. And WrestleMania. So I don't know if I love that as a finish, but uh, it was a pretty it was a pretty good main event. Well, I was listening to Bruce Pritchard and uh, Conrad's podcast, something to wrestle with, which I always say is great. And they were talking about the Undertaker in this era, not this complete year, but a couple of years before, how when they brought back the dead man, Bruce was explaining to Undertaker, you can reinvent yourself. You can be more of a wrestler now, even though you're the dead man again. I think this was an example of that by instituting or having the submission hold, if yeah, you will. Yeah, this is the UFC influence, because you could tell he's, he's a, Taker's a boxing fan and a UFC guy, so after all 4 like you said, he's doing all these different stuff. Are so. you peeking at the clock every couple a- of seconds? Absolutely. All right, three, two... I don't like you when I'm talking. Beep. I like to be... Oh. <laughs> WrestleMania 25. Which is one of the ones I skipped because I couldn't do this to myself. The WWE Champion Triple H defending against Randy Orton. Which again, Orton wins the Rumble, great. The build for it, tremendous. The match, a disaster. The match sucked. It was awful. I don't even think the build was that good. You know why? Because Randy Orton's crazy and the he's home attacking invasion. the McMahon fan. Sure, I thought it was good. I, I didn't like it. And it was so quick. Oh, let's get Triple H the title. Because... Now, correct me if I'm wrong on my memory here. This was when Triple H, Randy Orton, and the rest of Legacy were the final four guys of the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. and somehow Triple H won the Royal Rumble? No, no, no. No, so, no, no. Randy Orton did, right. So Triple H eliminates Cody, eliminates Ted. And then Orton sneaks out. Yep. And then all of a sudden, Triple H becomes champion. Now he's defending the title. It just, first of all, to make it the disqualification, Triple H loses the title was stupid when they put that little thing in there. And I didn't love the build. I didn't care about these guys. These guys had fought so many times. They had fought the year before in a triple threat match. I found myself not caring about Triple H and Randy Orton. Another reason for that is that this is the part of the growing trend of the very long WrestleManias. You have the incredible HBK Taker match. You had a pretty good uh, triple threat WWE title match right before it as well. Was that the John Cena? A big show and Edge. Edge yeah. That should have been the main event. That's a pretty. That's a pretty good match. How about John Cena doing the uh, his finishing move with Edge and Big Show on him? Tremendous. Didn't he do that? Yeah, tremendous. That should have been the main event. So it's one of those things where the crowd, you know, as we see in some of these, you know, big shows now, whether it's WrestleMania, whether it's the the deep silence of SummerSlam that goes right. on for seven and a half hours. <laughs> right. I think the crowd was just just kind of dead. So. And by the way, I know most people think Undertaker Shawn Michaels should have main evented this WrestleMania. I didn't think so. It wasn't a title match. It wasn't a retirement match like we got a year later. Uh, I remember Cena, Edge, and Big Show being more entertaining than Triple H Horton. That should not have been the main event. Blame the McMahons. <laughs> e and Triple H. WrestleMania 26. No belt on the line. It's The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels in a no DQ match. Streak versus career. It was great. You know, it takes a lot for me to be okay with a non-title match main eventing WrestleMania. I am very rarely, if ever, okay with it. I was okay with it this time because you knew what was happening. You knew they were going to retire Shawn Michaels, who's one of the great WrestleMania performers of all time. Uh, You knew that this rematch was going to be awesome. Remember, Shawn was desperate to fight him. I think he cost Undertaker the title a few months earlier. Give to Jericho, yes. Yeah, because he just wanted that opportunity at Taker again. So... It was a really good match. Do you think it was better than the year before, though? No, no way. The 25 was better than 26. I but agree. You mentioned the the career uh, stipulation. I, I remember watching with my buddies, and we didn't think that he was going to retire. We thought he was going to take six months off again and whatever. And then after the match, 
where, you know, the, the Taker leaves, shakes his hand, hugs him, leaves, and then the camera lingers, the camera lingers, Sean works his way up the ramp. It's like, oh, crap, you know what? I think he is actually going to retire. I, I, I never thought he was going to retire until the, uh, the the credits and fade to black. I thought he was going to retire. I just thought that maybe he would do what happened after 14, where he gets a few years off and says, all right, I feel good. I'll come back and, sure. and wrestle part-time. He didn't do that until recently, and he shouldn't have done that. I think he was just paid so much money in the Saudi Arabian thing um, that he sold his soul, and he came back for that just horrific waste of time. That was DX versus the Dead Men and Kane. It was just, it was stupid. I wish this was his last match because it really was great. It was a great, and it, it kind of called back to uh, WrestleMania 24 where he retired Flair, where he's crawling up the Undertaker. Taker's trying to be, have mercy on him. But Sean does the the throat, uh, and then Taker gets mad, and a super uh, tombstone where Taker jumps, and yeah, it was a pretty good main event. It was great. Uh, boom. WrestleMania 27. This is fun to go back and watch. You WWE champion The Miz <laughs> versus John Cena. Again, one of the rare times where a heel goes in as champion and defends the title and wins it. Obviously... This was all just building up Rock Cena, which I didn't know at the time. You know, when The Rock came back and the big story of this WrestleMania wasn't Ms. Cena, the big story is The Rock is back and he's hosting. Nothing else about this WrestleMania to me excited me that much. Undertaker Triple H, I know it didn't excite you. It was a good match, though. It was a very good match because... <laughs> it was, but... Eh. And then it was Edge's last match to, to start the we, show. We didn't know that we at didn't the know, time. Sure. It, it was just, this was... They were using a WrestleMania to get to the next one. It was not a great match. <laughs> That's all it was. It, what you, what's memorable about this match is Miz, uh, at some point, is dumped over the uh, the rail. They called a double countout. Yeah, they called it. And Miz was legit concussed. Oh, really? And you can tell, watching back for the last five, ten minutes of what they needed to do, he was not there. He mm. was glazed over. So that's what I remember from that. Yeah, I mean, I, and I remember The Rock interfering, screwing John Cena. And at that moment... I wasn't convinced The Rock was wrestling again. I thought, wow, this is weird. They better deliver us a match. I mean, how else could you have The Rock screw John Cena and not give us a match? We later found out they were going to build it up for a year, announce the main event of WrestleMania a year in advance. But this is not going to go down in history well because the match was used as a building block. You never want a WrestleMania main event. You want the WrestleMania main event to be the culmination of this amazing story, not a stepping stone for the next story. And you can argue that they did that two years in a row of building. Yeah, <laughs> well, we're about to get to that. It, it was fine. It was fine. You know, it, and it's. I'm glad someone like The Miz, who's been such a great hand uh, up until recently with this weird face tag team with Shane McMahon, uh, but really the last year or two, and really for the last 10 years, has been probably the best pure heel in the company. I'm glad he got a main event, even if it was just a one-time deal. Hey, one other thing, the video... Pro promo they put together for The Miz before this match was awesome. Oh, with the video screen. Yeah, with him watching, everyone criticizing him. That actually pumped me up. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. WrestleMania 28. From Miami, Florida, once in a lifetime, <laughs> a non-title match between John Cena and The Rock. Here's another example where you can't argue with this being the main event, even though it wasn't a title match. It was Rock Cena. It was a dream match. Um, this, this was a good match. And I didn't know what was going to happen. And that, I think, was the best part. I don't know how you felt. I didn't know at the time they were going to have a rematch a year later. If I knew they were going to have a rematch, I would have been confident The Rock was going to win, thinking, yeah, Rock will get a win, and then Cena will get it back. I really thought it was going to be a one-off. And for that reason, I just wasn't sure. I didn't know what the hell was going to happen. And I thought the ending was brilliant. 
Now, I think that what they did after that sucked. I think, you know, Brock Lesnar's debut and then Cena beats Brock Lesnar. And I thought Cena needed to go through a losing streak after losing to The Rock, especially the way he did. He got arrogant. He almost became heel-like. And then The Rock jumps up, Rock bottoms him, people elbows him and beats him. So I thought in its own context, the 30-minute match was really exciting. The crowd was hot, really cool ending. I thought just on its own, it was really good. It was the uh, the Rock was the hometown boy there, so they weren't so much anti Cena as they were pro Rock. They were absolutely pro Rock, and there was a good crowd, good heat the entire match. It was a little bit of a long match. There were I can't tell you how many Rock bottoms and uh, attitude adjustments. There were a lot of finishers, a lot of false finishes. Uh, it was a long match, um, but yeah, having Cena get cocky and do uh, the 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 lighthearted. Uh, call for the people's elbow and then getting caught into the finish. It was a pretty damn good match. Um, and if it was once in a lifetime, I think we'd look ba- back on it a little more fondly. But since uh, that may or may not be the case, it's certainly <laughs> something we look back on in uh, you know more unique terms. Taking away the Iron Man match, which was an hour, and taking away the Fatal 4A match, longest one-on-one match in WrestleMania history. How long was this one? Uh, we'll extend to explain the answer. 30 minutes, 35 seconds. Good God. Fatal four-way. 35, longer. yeah. Obviously, Iron Man match, an hour longer. This was the third longest, but in its own way, the longest main event match, when you think about it. Sure. And that's The Rock coming back for the first time in how many years? And uh, did you like 28? How about WrestleMania 29? The defending WWE champion, The Rock, defending against John Cena. I thought it was awesome when The Rock came out and said, I want to be WWE champion. He said that either the night after WrestleMania 28 or maybe it was a few weeks later. I thought that was great. The fact The Rock came back and gave us a match with CM Punk, two of them, was fantastic. This could not have been a match at WrestleMania. No. What they should have done is, I mean, there's a lot of things they could have done. They could have gone triple threat with CM Punk and and John Cena, which probably would have been the case, because I don't think we're saying, oh, they lied once in a lifetime if it was Punk involved. And I'm not a fan of triple threats, or Rock Punk should have just been the match at WrestleMania. I think Punk was over enough. So the Rock continuing to wrestle was great, but the fact they did this obvious Let's have The Rock end CM Punk's long title streak. And then, oh, by the way, to really piss you off, Cena's going to win the Rumble and then get revenge against The Rock. They just, they ruined something that could have been good otherwise. The crowd was certainly against Cena at this point. They were they still loved The Rock, but it wasn't as much, certainly, in his hometown of Miami. Uh, the main event, was, or this this WrestleMania 29 was in uh, MetLife Met Stadium. Yeah. Uh, I remember, I didn't go for a lot of reasons, not the least of which, because this was the main event. And a lot of people were talking about boycotting, like turning away from the ring there in this match. I don't know how many people actually did that. Nah. But like it's one of those things that I think we're all kind of, all of our CM Punk marks were upset that he lost the belt to The Rock, and that he wasn't in the main event, and they really weren't shown the respect we were hoping they were going to show him punk at the time it was fine uh i think i think this is the one where rock got hurt um yes. so you know listen it, it, it was it was fine but it didn't need to no happen. it sucked yeah. don't be so kind Ugh. it sucked yeah wrestlemania 30 the, it's a triple threat for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. I there got it right go. this time. There you go. Defending champion Randy Orton versus the Royal Rumble, Rumble winner Blutista versus the American Dragon or not-so-American Dragon Daniel Bryan. First time we only had one title since WrestleMania 18. How about that? That's wow. a long run of multiple titles. 
Um, it was good. Oh, you're killing me. No, it was good. It was very good. I I booked this in a weird way to Monzo. When they, when they had Batista win, and it looked like they were going Batista Orton, I said to Monzo, here's what I got. Here's what they got to do. They got to set up opening match of the night, Daniel Bryan, Triple H. If Daniel Bryan wins, he's in the title match. But I wanted Batista to fight Randy Orton. It's kind of like WrestleMania 10. Okay. And then the winners would fight each other, preferably Randy Orton, so that Bryan could overcome the guy that screwed him at SummerSlam. So the only negative I have is that it was triple threat. I just, I would have preferred it become a singles match. Uh, and I think they could have done it because of, you know, let's have Orton, Triple H. They will fight for the title. And if Bryan can be Triple H, there's your next main event at WrestleMania. The only thing I would have done differently, but the whole night was about Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. It was great that he... Um, Got the victory. I think I would have had him beat Orton, though, instead of Batista. Batista just showed up. Should have been Orton. I, I think they have so much respect for Orton that you want to keep the heat you know, appropriate. Come on. And what was good after it is that, you know, even though they, it's not what they planned, the evolution versus Shield stuff after was pretty dope. So it was nice, you know, you still made good use of, of Batista and, uh, and Orton. But again, Danielson, the crowd, the audience, the WWE universe yeah. has power. We don't always have power, but if it's the right situation in the right moment... Uh, do you th- really think they initially planned Orton Batista? I really do. How did I they re- think that was going to work? And listen, I think the Danielson thing with uh, with the, with, uh, the Wyatts was going to be longer. I think CM Punk and, his, uh, and the system is back and getting dumped out by Kane in the Rumble. I think that changed everything. And... All right, WrestleMania 31. How do I call it? I'll, I'll, I'll say it the way I want to say it, I guess. Uh, in a triple threat match, yes. we'll say the WWE World Heavyweight Champion Brock Lesnar defending against Roman Reigns, defending against your Money in the Bank winner, Seth Rollins. They turned a horrible situation into something awesome <laughs> because no one wanted to see Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, nobody. Uh, I thought the way they built Brock was awesome the way he destroyed Cena at SummerSlam, the way he was just this machine. They needed to put the right guy over. The problem was Roman Reigns just wasn't the right guy at that time. And this was the only way they were going to salvage this match. I thought Brock and Reigns put together a great show for the first 12 minutes. Hard action, physicality, blood, but there was no result that was going to work. The only result that was going to make the people happy, even though he was a heel, was what they gave us in that Seth Rollins cashing in. Plus, it felt like it was a new spin on the cashing. We had never seen someone cash in at WrestleMania. So I think of this as great, but it looked like it was going to be awful until the very end. But you make a good point. I think it's not a match any of us wanted, but it was dope while it was just the two of them, when it was just Lesnar and Reigns. It was a good 12 minutes, however much it was. And when Seth Rollins' music hit, and he comes running down that uh, that ramp in San Francisco, that it was only, what, three or four or five minutes. It was really kind of quick. Uh, curb stomp to... Uh, to Lesnar, I think, and then Reigns comes in. And he pins Reigns. Yeah, he pins Reigns. And then he's up at the top of the ramp spinning the the, the title belt. That's that's about as good of an end to WrestleMania. The only thing that ruined it is that they wouldn't show the curb stomp for a couple of years. (laughs) (laughs) They wouldn't show us how he won. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Missing footage. Yes. All right. Next main event. Oh, boy. WrestleMania 32. Yeah, WWE World Heavyweight Champion Triple H, who won the belt in a def- in a defending at the Royal Rumble against your boy Roman Reigns. Yeah, there's just nothing good to say. 
There's no, first of all, this was a match that just wouldn't end. It was 27 minutes. No need. No need for I mean, it. We went through a lot of main events that could have gone to 27 minutes. Not this one. A, no one wanted to see Triple H win the title at the Royal Rumble in a rumble <laughs> in which a guy's defending the title. Not exactly 1992. And again, the rejection of Roman Reigns. And, and look, we're all very happy that Roman Reigns is healthy. And I'm excited he's back. But at this moment in wrestling history... No one wanted to see this occur with Roman Reigns. Now, they did get him over a little bit when he beat Sheamus. So they were starting to work the crowd a little bit. But this was just awful. I mean, who wanted to see Reigns and Triple H in an endless, predictable main event? It was ah. it was slow and Superman punches and whatever it might be. You know, H was getting cheered a lot, uh, I think not the least of which because the people were anti-Reigns at this point. But it was longer than it needed to be, and it just it's, it, it was not, enjoy, it was not uh, enjoyable to, to watch back. What should have been the main event, though? Just a different <laughs> main event completely? I, I, these last couple of manias blur so much together. Yeah. What else is on that card? Let me see if there's... A- Brock Lesnar against Dean Ambrose. <laughs> oh, no. That's, that, that's not great. You know what I would have done just real quick? Uh, and what I thought they were going to do, when Seth got hurt, because obviously Seth Rollins got hurt, screwed up everything, I would have had Ambrose win the title at Survivor Series and become a heel, join Triple H, and I think a slow build towards Reigns-Ambrose with Ambrose as the heel would have been the better way to go. But I think when Rollins got hurt, they just didn't know what they were doing. The booking on this was terrible. I think they they lost Cena too. Didn't Cena? Wasn't Cena hurt for this WrestleMania? I don't because isn't the rest of this WrestleMania where the Rock Rock bottomed uh, Rowan? Yeah, it was just. Eh. You know what? I'm glad the clock ran. Yeah, out. they were talking in the else. ring. It was yeah, it was not great. Who needs anything else? Uh, WrestleMania 33. Roman Reigns in his third straight main event against The Undertaker in a no-holds-barred match. This can't be the main event. And you know what? When they made this garbage the main event, Roman Reigns, Undertaker, it had to then be Undertaker's last match. First of all, it was a terrible match. How, right? how long was it? 23 minutes. Longer than it needed to which be. Which was 18 minutes longer than it should have been. <laughs> right? And when The Undertaker does that emotional thing where he takes his hat off and his shirt off, everything's the wrong jacket, ball, his, his jacket, gloves. That's got to be his last match. Once he came back and wrestled again, then there's no way that could be the main event. The main event should have been Brock Lesnar, Bill Goldberg. I thought that was an awesome, hard-hitting match. It would have been perfect to make up for the debacle that was and and i know here's the other thing you also could have gone with kevin owens chris jericho that was the best feud of the year not that they would ever main event the u.s title but that was the best feud of the year i don't even remember what the other title match was well i I made the point at the very beginning of the show where a lot of these main events are technical a lot of like stomping a lot of you know uh submission holds a lot it's they tend to be slow no, no match has really been less than nine minutes uh in any circumstance they've also been mostly bad a lot of these main events have been bad. You know, Rollins-Brock Reigns was good. The Bryan match was good. The first Rock Cena match. The rest of them have sucked. But if you're going to do Goldberg and Lesnar and have it be four and a half, five minutes, I think that could very easily end the show and people are going to be happy. That would have been the main event because the uh, WWE title match, no way could main event. That was Orton and Bray Wyatt. Oh, no. You just had a couple of more, like, worms and it would have been fine. <laughs> that would have worked. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I'm with it. I think Brock Goldberg was exciting. You know, even though the, the heel technically won... Uh, as we're about to find out, that's okay. The next main event, the last one until we get to this year, WrestleMania 34. Your WWE Universal Champion Brock Lesnar defending against Roman Reigns. 
So about that heel defending the championship, <laughs> this was, and I did my first instant reaction podcast to this WrestleMania, and I said it at the time, it was the most stunned I'd ever been leaving a WrestleMania. I, I really thought that this was the making for Roman Reigns. This was the rematch from a few years earlier. They were going to finally pull the trigger on Brock Lesnar getting beat clean in the middle of the ring. And I don't know if it was just for a swerve. I don't know if it was for the Saudi Arabia pay-per-view that was coming up. I'm not sure why, but they swerved us and had Brock Lesnar beat him clean, which I think was shocking, and that's good. But looking at it a year later, I think it was a mistake. Yeah, for sure. I, w w watching this back, seeing Reigns' uh, blade or getting cut, he was bleeding pretty badly at the end there. But yeah, it's getting no another one of those matches. How long was this one? Uh, this one was about 15 minutes. All right, but th that's not bad. 15.55. Yeah, that's fine. I think it's absolutely fine. Um, yeah, if you're not going to put Reigns there, listen, it's one of those things where in the moment we're all like, we're tired of Reigns, we're tired of Reigns. But if you're going to build him up to have it be a star-making moment, put the, the guy over, you have to do it. Because when you didn't do that, it led to chaos uh, for the next couple of months. It served no purpose. And like you always say, you want to have the belt on the show. You're going to have the belt on, on the weekly show. No, nah, I completely agree. I completely agree. Where's this year's? What is this year's main event going to be? <laughs> well, I think we all know. It's going to be yes. the women's triple threat. How about that? That's great. How about that? It's the first time I'm cool with it. All year when there was talk about this, I didn't think it should be the main event. It should be the main event. And uh, good for them. And we'll see where it ranks. I don't know where it's going to rank during... I, I, we I, do this 30 years from now. I, you know, listen, I don't know if it's going to be uh, top 10, but I don't think it's going to be bottom 10. I just don't... I'm curious because, you know, especially the last couple of years, they don't put the obvious face over. So do they put Becky over or do maybe they put it on Charlotte or maybe they keep it on Ronda? But I think, you know, we don't know where they're going to go with the belt. Uh, and I think, you know, you give them... 15, 20, 25 minutes, I think they're going to be pretty awesome. All right, let's read some tweets, because I did ask people, hey, what are the best and worst WrestleManias? Maybe I'll read some on the podcast. Here's a few. Rocco, a man named Rocco, says, there will be a new answer to the worst WrestleMania event come April 8th. So that's somebody who's not exactly excited about the women. It's very optimistic. For the best, this is according to Mike Smolens, for the best, I'd go Hogan Warrior, which I think we both agreed was very good. Austin Shawn Michaels... Eh, not as much. Rock Austin at 17, which we agree on. Three-way at WrestleMania 20, or Undertaker Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 26. Boy, this guy just named five great main <laughs> events. His worst, Undertaker Sid, which I didn't like either. Wasn't great. Roman Reigns Undertaker. Wasn't great, especially in retrospect. But the best ending ever, the Seth Rollins cash-in. Uh, this is from Porzingis1982. The two best, WrestleMania 6, WrestleMania 17. Warrior Hogan, Austin Rock 2, and the two worst, Roman Reigns, Triple H. Oh, just the worst, Roman Reigns, Triple H. Okay, yeah, I can't, I can't argue with that too much. Matt Linner says the worst, Randy Orton, Triple H, WrestleMania 25, and the best, Hogan Warrior. That's interesting. I, I So far, you're hearing a lot of Triple H, which I'm sure you're excited to hear about. Mm. Worst WrestleMania, according to Dan Lewis, WrestleMania 10, Bret Hart, Yokozuna. Oh. I don't think that was the worst. Especially as at the time where we were watching kind of live at that point, or at least close to it on tape and whatnot. Uh, Cyro Corey Perota says, Austin Rock, WrestleMania 17, the best. Mm -hmm. Getting a lot of that. Triple H, Roman Reigns, the worst. Yeah, I, I bet you a lot of people that are commenting to you are probably our age, you know, between that you know, 25 to 40 range. 
Uh, Gabrielle, best. Hogan Warrior, worst. Roman Reigns, Triple H. Mm-hmm. Big Vito, worst. Triple H, Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. The best, according to Vito. Hulk Hogan, ultimate warrior. I, I want more love for Hogan uh, Macho Man. I want the, the mega powers exploding. I've that seen was, none of that. That's pretty damn good. A lot of Hogan Warrior. Oh, here's one. Versetti 44, Hogan Macho, there WrestleMania 5. He also says that WrestleMania 4 was great when Macho beat Million Dollar Man. Uh, Versetti, I'd go back and watch that. The, mo- the, it wasn't. the moment is great, but again, it's a slog to get to that point. Yes. Uh, Patrick Uva says the best was either Hogan Andre or Hogan Warrior. Okay. And this guy just screwed up. He said the worst match was Lesnar Goldberg, WrestleMania 20. Luckily, that was not the main event. Thank no. God. Yeah. Uh, Mikey G says the most impactful match by far, Shawn Michaels, John Cena. I don't know why it was impactful. Does he give a reason for that? No. I mean, it was a very good match, but I don't know if it was impactful. It's a bad job out of them. I, w- I want to know why. It was a good match. Um, it, it showed that Cena could go. So everyone hates Cena and Reigns, but they can go. They can absolutely go with the right partner, but, you know, it is what it is. It, it is funny to see how often Triple H's name is mentioned here for worse. My people. My and people. I, and I'll end on this note because we've been doing this for a while. This is for you. Triple H has wrestled in 22 WrestleMania matches. <laughs> All right? Okay. Are you ready for this fact what I drove up? I want to say he's, I want to say he's, let's say he's five... 16 and 1. No, no, he's 9 and 13. Okay. Okay. He's only had one DQ match. Everything else had a clean ending. Okay. But this is the stat I got for you. In the last eight WrestleManias he's had, okay? It doesn't matter, main event, not main event. In the last eight WrestleManias he's had, Mm -hmm. seven of the eight times his match was the longest match of the night. I can't. I can't. How about that? I can't. You ready for this? You ready for this? Undertaker Triple H 27, longest match of the night, 29 minutes, 23 seconds. WrestleMania 28. Longest match of the night, 30 minutes, 50 seconds. WrestleMania 29, longest match of the night against Brock Lesnar, 23-58. WrestleMania 30, opening match against Daniel Bryan, longest match of the night, 25 minutes, 58 seconds. (laughs) WrestleMania 31, Triple H Sting. It was only 18 minutes, longest match of the night. I can't, I can't. Longest match of the night. The one match in the last eight that wasn't the longest was, believe it or not, Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 32. It was 27 minutes and 11 seconds. It was not the longest match of the night. And I'm trying to remember what would have been the longest match. Honestly, I don't remember. Uh, Seth Rollins, Triple H, 25 minutes, 30 seconds, longest match of the night. And the tag team match with Ronda Rousey, 20 minutes, 40 seconds, longest match of the night. How about that? The man of many H's, the COO, the man does what he wants to do. Other times, Triple H had the longest match of the night, you ask. WrestleMania 22 in his match with John Cena, the main event. WrestleMania 20, his triple threat match with Benoit and Shawn Michaels. And one other time was WrestleMania 16. All of those are main events, so they're much more explainable. But seven of the last eight. Keep an eye on that this year. Will Batista Triple H be the longest match of the night? It better not be. <laughs> Dennis, I appreciate it. Good work. Thank you, Evan. Uh, That was the WrestleMania main event retrospective coming up this Sunday night, March 10th. We will drop the WWE Fastlane pay-per-view instant reaction. So you get another wrestling uh, Evan Roberts podcast. And then on Tuesday, March 12th at 1 o'clock, the Nets Monster Road Trip Preview. Following that on March 19th, the Fantasy Baseball Preview and many more random instant reactions. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Evan Roberts Podcast.